the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Still broadcasting live from their homes, sporting some lovely flannel pajamas. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. We are so pumped about having Ashley Jones uh, on the show. We've uh, tried to have her on a number of times, uh, but we've got her. And that's not her end, it's us. Yeah. So, so glad that we could re uh, that we could connect. She is the founder of Love Not Lost. You can go to lovenotlost.org and find out more. Ashley, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. Good to, you know, good to have you. And sorry that we've been meaning to, to connect and, you know, just all kinds of things happen. That's We'll, we'll blame it on uh, somebody else who's not here right now. So Hey, you know what? I believe that things happen when they need to happen. So I am honored to be here. You're right. You're right. Well, it's good to have you. We have a mutual friend, Jim Vineyard, uh, who we had talked about right before we went live. And, uh, you know, I think, Jimmy, you have, you were talking about him skiing. Mm. I, I don't think there's anything he has not done. I'm sure he's he's uh, jumped out of planes, uh, wrestled crocodiles. Uh, he has he has done it all. But I'm so glad that he let us in on uh, what you do. Uh, you are the founder of Love Not Lost. And uh, this was uh, was was. Uh, born, if you will, out of uh, your daughter's life, right? Your daughter, Skylar, uh, yes. she lived for 20, 21 months. I had never heard of spinal muscular atrophy or SMA. Is, is it rare or is it just that I have not heard it? <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because I had never heard of it either when we got that diagnosis and we found out that it's actually of the rare diseases, one of the more common rare <laughs> diseases, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's something like, uh, well, one in 40 people are carriers, huh. which shocked me. Um, but both parents have to be carriers for the child to be affected or have the chance of being affected. And I think one in 6,000 babies are born with it every year. Wow. And the reason why I think a lot of people haven't heard of it is because um and in, in, this is just my own personal hypothesis theory, is that um, a lot of SIDS babies were actually SMA babies hmm. because what happens is they start to lose their ability to breathe. And when Skylar was diagnosed, we got a pulse ox machine that we brought home. And the first night we hooked it up, her oxygen level was in the 70s at night. Wow. Um, and, and it could have easily been the case that I walked into a, a dead baby the next morning and just thought it was a SIDS situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Ashley, uh, she has a love, not lost. And I, I love this. This is love, not lost is on a mission to revolutionize the way we heal mm. in grief. Mm-hmm. You know, different people grieve different ways. I have been told at times that I've, I've not grieved properly because of, of lost lost ones. I don't know why. Why do we grieve differently? And why is it important that we do grieve? That's such a good question. And I first want to uh, just kind of bust that myth that there is a right way to grieve. 
um, grieving properly, like, what does that even mean? Right. right. Um, I think, you know, I think what people might mean is that uh, it's important to feel things. And so if you're not feeling things, um, that might just be a sign that um, something might be off or that you're avoiding or, you know, something like that. But there is, I really, truly don't believe there's like a right way to grieve. And like you said, everyone is so unique and grief is so unique. Even for myself, um, you know, I think because we are all such unique individuals uh, as humans that we have, we process things very differently. So I am more of a verbal processor and I love being around people and I enjoy having conversations and um, hearing what other people think. Whereas my husband is like very introverted. He wants to think through everything before he has the conversation. Um, And so in our grief, we were actually, it felt like we were grieving in two completely separate ways, Hmm. which actually felt like our marriage was going two completely separate ways. Um, But luckily we were both able to recognize it's just the grief. And if we can get through the grief, we can come back together as a couple. Hmm. I will say too that, um, with, with, um, with grieving, even individually, like within our own selves, we can grieve very differently. So for example, um, with love, not lost, we photograph people facing a terminal diagnosis. And one of the things that has happened is we've gone on sessions where we've entered into a NICU and someone asks us to take photos of a baby as they're being taken off life support so they can have photos without tubes. Hmm. But that means that we're going to be there when the baby passes away. Right. And so um, I've, I've photographed that on several different occasions and each time my body responds completely differently, not because I'm different necessarily as like, I mean, my personality hasn't changed. Right. But the situation and the circumstances surrounding each of those occurrences is different. And in little ways, I'm different from who I was a year ago, you know, and I truly believe that our bodies are designed to help us heal. And so in each instance, it's an invitation for further healing. And tomorrow I might be in a better place to deal with something than I was five days ago or five years ago. And so my body might bring that up as an invitation for healing in a present day versus, you know, maybe that's why I haven't really felt it or dealt with it in the past because my body just wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Ashley, do you think uh, sometimes we're almost afraid to grieve for some reason? And so that's why we don't fully go through the grieving process? I Absolutely. I think fear... I mean, fear is such a huge piece of our human existence, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and and I think there's a reason why it's the most repeated phrase in the Bible too. It's like, do not be afraid, do not fear. It's like, yeah, like this is legit. <laughs> like it is mm-hmm. a real struggle. Um, and I think fear prevents us from truly loving. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, we're afraid to say the wrong thing or to do the wrong thing. And so we don't do anything. And then we leave someone feeling alone and abandoned, or we do that to ourselves. You know, it's like, we're afraid to show up and love ourselves and, and accept love as, as individuals. And so we isolate or we 
feel um, shame or like we could have been doing something better or we're not good enough. And so those are all rooted in fear, those lies. And so it's like when we, when we can hear that and recognize it as fear or lies, then we can really step outside of that and say, you know what, I'm not going to believe that. And I know the truth that I'm loved and I'm worthy of love. And so I'm going to stand in that truth and be able to love myself and heal whatever's going on inside of me. And as a result, I will be able to show up and do that for other people. Hmm. Ashley Jones, uh, the founder of uh, Love Not Lost, you can go to lovenotlost.org. Uh, there are three programs uh, if you go on there. And she mentioned the uh, photography uh which I was looking at some of the pictures and uh, my gracious, so darling. Uh, just, uh, I, I'm assuming that was Skylar, the the picture that I, I saw on online, maybe not, but it was uh, a baby. And I was like, Oh, that face, those eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also community support program is uh, on there and corporate uh, care program. We can talk about each one if you would like, uh, I, I did want to ask you, uh, you know, for 21 months, your your daughter lived and and you, uh, you know, had to go through the grieving process, probably still are, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and there are uh, I remember years ago, we had a lady in the church. She lost her son to a motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And he was 18 and this was 20 years later and she was still grieving. And yes. people, people were upset and they said, you need to get over it. And, you know, at that never point, tell somebody to get over it. when yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. That was her son. And, you know, that's a relationship. And no one should ever be told that if it takes until her last breath and yeah. she's still grieving. That's the process. We'll be right back. Got to take a break. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 